Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest is dubbed by Best Self Magazine as the excuse buster from Down Under. Lizzie is a certified personal trainer, integrative nutritional health coach, speaker, host of The Excuse Buster Show, and author of Two Minute Moves. Her Two Minute Moves workouts have been featured on Mind Body Green, The Today Show, and Good Morning America. And that's just to name a few. Lizzie Williamson. Uh, I don't want to steal too much of your thunder. You have so much going on. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? I am so good. Very happy to be talking to you from the other side of the world. Yes, yes. And for all you watching, you you can definitely see Lizzie smile, and uh, you know this is going to be full of energy. Uh, she's already got you know a, probably well, a jog in right before this. So oh, totally, uh, yeah, jog in. I did a few yoga poses before this. Breathing technique. I'm ready to go. Love it, love it. To be full of energy. This is good. This is good because usually I, I I like to get people going a lot. So now you know maybe this is going to be like two heads budding so it's gonna be good we're gonna we're gonna be really going at it and everybody that's uh following along if you aren't if you're whether you're watching on youtube on facebook or listening on one of the podcast uh, apps be sure to check out at two minute moves that's t-w-o minute moves um either on instagram facebook or dot com two minute moves.com uh, or youtube as well um, so you can follow along and see exactly what we're talking about and what the what the fuss is you know and Tell us, Lizzie, why two minutes? Why not five minutes? Why two minutes? I'm sure you've been asked this, right? It was an, a total accident when I um, first decided that I was going to get exercise back in my life again because I hadn't done it for ages. I had a baby and a toddler. I was in a really bad mental state. I had just been to my doctor finally after months and months of keeping these feelings to myself of, um, of this overwhelm and this anger and um, just this horrible, dark, dark feelings. And I'd finally gone to my doctor and, and she had said to me that you have postnatal depression and also that her advice was when you get on a plane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first that's what you have to do. And so when I went home after seeing her, I thought, okay, what can my oxygen mask be? And I thought, right, my oxygen mask can be some exercise. I'm going to do home workouts. And so I put a, um, a episode of Sesame Street on for my little girls. And I went to my kitchen bench that, okay, I'm going to do a home workout. I used to be a ballet dancer. So I thought my kitchen bench can be mm-hmm. my ballet bar. And so I, um, I thought, right, I reckon I'll get a 22-minute workout in. Even though it was the last thing I felt like doing, I was in a really bad mental state. I thought, I'm just going to give it my best and do it. And it was only like I started doing and I was doing these plies, which is like leg bends at my kitchen bench and um, a few leg raises. And it was seriously like a couple of minutes. And then my toddler called out to me because the little one had tried to bite her or something or other. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct 
feeling was, oh, well, that's all too hard. I, I can't do this. Um, you know, uh, exercise is way too hard for me right now with the situation I'm in. Mm -hmm. But there was just something that happened in that couple of minutes that I thought, oh, it just was this feeling inside of me. Like that kind of felt good. That felt that moment that I took for me. And even though it wasn't this um, what exercise used to look like for me, this, this hour, this hardcore punching, kickboxing class um, where I was exhausted afterwards. It was just enough to the next day bring me back and do it again and do it mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And so that's when – so if that's what it was. It was two minutes was all I got in. And then I had this total change of mindset of what exercise had to be and had to look like. And I really changed from that all or nothing mindset into this idea of two minutes here and there is so much better than nothing. And right. it's an incredible yeah. thing to do not only for your physical health, for your self-worth, but also for your for your mental health, especially in those, those days where you just think, I can't do this, I can't be bothered. Um, I'm feeling too depressed, anxious, stressed. Like, well, okay, can you do two minutes? Um, Yes, I can. Right. And I mean, if anybody tells you, like, I have no time, come on, two oh, minutes, yeah. two minutes. That's it. I used to I would walk around my streets where I live up in Sydney's northern beaches and people would sort of look at me like I'm the exercise police <laughs> and sort of duck their heads because I'm like a personal trainer around town. I, I should be exercising. I know I just don't have the time. And I heard that over and over again. And now no one says it to me anymore because I'm the two minute moves girl because everyone has got two minutes. So when we say we don't have the time to exercise, that's really look, looking at, okay, we've got these rules around what exercise has mm -hmm, to be. Mm -hmm. If we bust those rules and bust those excuses, we've got two minutes. You can start. You can actually get moving. Wow. Um, so you started off with two minutes. Nowadays, would you say like the two minutes, I take it you probably do that numerous times then throughout the day, right? So what would yep, what, some what, what's, some, what's something you would like recommend like because you know what, what do they say like 20 30 minutes of workout right is the ideal workout or something like that a week a day so what do you do you space that out throughout the day or do you feel like sometimes two minutes is enough two minutes can be enough what I try and do is just say to someone just start with two minutes because I think what happens is we say, okay, we need to fit in 20, 30 minutes in our day. And some days you think, I can't get that on my to-do list mm -hmm. um, or get it ticked off our to-do list. That all just feels way too hard, the, the big thing. So I'd say if it's a matter of, I mean, I still sometimes have that, that black dog, that darkness kind of nipping at my heels. And those days when I am feeling quite black, I would say to myself, today you're going to do 20 push-ups at your kitchen bench. And even if that is all you do. Mm -hmm. And so even just simply by doing those those 20 push-ups, I feel that little bit stronger, that little bit more like I can cope. And then exercise moves away from, okay, you've got to get this 30 minutes so you can get this six-pack and these tone triceps. Right. It becomes something that you do to help you um throughout your day to help you feel the way that you that you want to feel and i think what happens then is that it can become a lot more meaningful a lot more important and a lot more integrated into integrated into your your day because you start to to crave that movement and need it yeah because it could definitely get overwhelming you're thinking here like oh man i need this six-pack abs or uh, you know i need to go devote this hour but 
Because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, and it's something I dealt with and, you know, making my whole transition as to why I left my previous job and career. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, depression, anxiety, like things like that. And you don't want to get up. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to do these things. So it's as simple yeah. as like literally being there in place, right? I mean, what, 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 would you, what, what tips would you give? Like if you're just like there and you're like, ah. Oh, yeah, and especially for us entrepreneurs. Like, we love our work. We're so passionate about it. So we'll just be on the computer firing and powering out and not want to stop. Mm -hmm. And that is really actually not good for for us. It's not good for our metabolism, not good for our heart, not good for our brain Mm -hmm. at all. And um, so certainly if um, if you were there sitting there for for the day getting your stuff done, my – big advice would be is to every set a little beep something in your phone or computer every 30 minutes, 60 minutes, just to get up, do something as simple as like a walk on the spot, some stretches from side to side, some squats back and down Mm -hmm. up off your chair. And what that does is get everything firing again. If you were there just thinking on your couch, Oh, I just can't be bothered. I yeah. haven't done any exercise today. I can't be bothered moving. Um, my core on the couch workout, that's the one that went on um, Good Morning America, actually, because it's the idea you can be on your couch and you can start, you do a little tummy workout, like lift your knees up and down, like alternate your knees. You get your heart rate up a little bit. You can get your hands behind you and do some dips, which is when you bend your elbows up and mm-hmm. down. It's going, okay, you know what? I can just take a little couple of minutes here. And yes, maybe it's not um, going to give me my six pack right now. But what happens is when you do take all those little moments, they do actually start adding up to make a big difference. If you do um, 50 like knee lifts when you're on your couch every night, um, at the end of the week, you would have done, you know, 200 kind of like versions of an ab crunch. um, And that's going to make a big difference. Yeah, I'm actually sitting here. Think you got me thinking. I'm a numbers guy, so I used to be. I am a CPA. Like I, I was, I was an accountant, and I'm thinking here. I'm like, you know, two minutes a day is 700 minutes. You know, 700 minutes a year. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. a lot of time right there. That's a lot of time of doing some sort of at least physicalness and you know, good tuning out the brain a little bit instead of like, you know, clicking and calling and, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, I think you already got me. You already got me. You already got Good. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here, like no joke. I'm over here and I'm kind of like fidgety. I'm like, man, am I sitting too much? Should I start like, you know, should I start like maybe going up and down as I'm doing this interview? Like, should I do squats during the interview? I don't know. <laughs> we totally should do that. <laughs> you know what? Maybe if we have enough time at the end, maybe we should do like a, like a group squats or something. Uh, demonstration. <laughs> but uh, so when was that moment, though, when you were just like, you know, th- this is this is it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You know, just working uh, a regular job. I'm done working for others. You know, this is what I want to do. I want to start up my own thing. And for you, it's you know, you, you're doing a bunch. But two minute moves has definitely been kind of like the I would say the foundation, right, where, where the book, where the author, the speaking, um, it all kind of stems from that. When was that moment in your life when you're just like, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm it was like four it. and a half years ago and there was a couple of things. I got really sick of no's because I get these ideas that I wanted to, to implement and I sort of nut them out. I'm a bit of a big picture person. I sort of look at the strategy and I kind of get a straight back no, a lot of no, 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 no's. And this starts to kind of get you down from and, um, and like squash you nose from, from the who? people I was working with. Okay. Ideas that you wanted to implement? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, it didn't have to be massive. I was just kind of in a workplace where there was 
and not a lot of yeses. And then the second thing, I was um, working in an environment that had values very different to mine, that really um, put an emphasis on the amount of hours that were put in Mm -hmm. rather than what could be achieved in however amount of hours you have. And this started really getting me down when I saw the impact that it was having on my family, on my daughters. My phone was ringing a lot. There was no kind of, I couldn't set my own boundaries. And well, I I probably could have, but I didn't. And I saw that it was having an impact on my daughters. My eldest daughter, who was eight at the time, um, she started developing anxiety and um, had to go to the school counsellor. And that's when I just thought, "This this is not worth it. I have to do this my own way. I have to get out of here and build a business that so fits in with my family that I can make this so no one else suffers here, that mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. um, yeah, have it so that I can turn off my phone when my daughters need me to help with something. And I realized that that was so much more important than anything else and decided it was just, it was time, time to go. And I just, hmm. that that after one night of a lot of tears, I went in the next day and um, and just said, "Sorry, I'm out of here." Wow. So did you sort of did you, was this premeditated? Did you do you have a whole? Did you have a plan set up of like what you were gonna do, or was it just such a big build up and you're like, "I'm done." Well, I had already started studying at Integrated Nutrition, uh, Integrated Institute of Nutrition, um, which is in New York. And um, so I was doing the online course. So I'd already pretty much got my um, my health coaching certifications. Mm-hmm. And um, and throughout that process of studying, you start um, building up your clients. So I did have a, a few clients. Um, I didn't have many, but yeah, it was a – unfortunately – I am not um, probably as strategic as others. I know uh, my sister's a very strategic girl and I look at her and there's mm-hmm. no way she would just jump ship until she had everything right, in place. And that's not me. I'm like, yeah. I, I, sorry, I just can't do this for another second. I'm out of here. I'm going to make it work. That's awesome. Cause that, I could relate to that a lot. Cause that's how I was. I went on like a life changing trip for like almost mm-hmm. uh, three and a half weeks. I was gone. I came back and literally, you know, pl- we planned a few things uh, got some paperwork signed and I mean, I was just, that's it. I couldn't wait to get out. I couldn't wait as soon as I had like an idea in mind. And, um, and for all, for all, you know, all our listeners and people that, you know, especially when people are trying to find like, uh, find the the time. So you were working a full-time job. You were taking care of your, you know, your, your, your children, and you still managed to get certified as a health coach, right? At the same time, how did you find the time to do all that? Oh, you got to multitask. So if when I, because um, exercise for mm-hmm. me is pretty non-negotiable, right? So I would listen to my lectures as I was out walking or mm-hmm. or running, um, just grab little moments. So if I was in the car on a drive, I, I would listen to them. And then, you know, it's just, it's a season of, of your life. Sometimes you've got to put in the late nights and, uh, mm-hmm. and give up some some sleep. You don't want it to be forever. I don't think um, you know sleep is really vital. But there's just sometimes that um, to to get it all in there, you've got to. Um, yeah, I just did some some late nights. And um, but yeah, but definitely the multitasking. Always had those headphones on. Always listening to things. And um, 
and just trying to um, yeah, just great. If I couldn't have the two hours to study at the one time, even like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And I, I just did it. I was pretty determined. And I also really was loving it. So I take it you weren't watching much TV, right? No, <laughs> I just, I had to give up TV years ago. Okay. I had to give it up when I was writing the book. I had to give it up <laughs> when I was studying and, um, and it's okay. <laughs> right. Life, life is still okay. Right. Life is still okay mm -hmm. without the TV, but I'm sure yeah. like, you find moments when you just kind of need that space, right? Or you need to just kind of like, you know, tune out of everything that's happening, right? So how do you go about that? Like, what do you do? Because some, like for me, I, 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 I'm fully like against, you know, not watching TV and all that. But then I'll take, I'll take like some time because when I, when I do kind of tune out for like that hour or two hours a week, I, I, you know, I'm able to just tune on, tune out. I like turn off my phone, and that, that's what works for me. What, do, what do you do now? Oh, totally. I mean, I tuned out, um, you know, I often will do it with my kids. Like, you know, yesterday afternoon, we watched an episode of Nailed It Together and just sat there and just, it's like this crazy cooking show. And we mm -hmm. just, uh, we just chilled out and, and, and had a laugh. But I think my favorite time is if I go for jog and I've got this little spot that I sit on and it's, it's this rock and it, it looks out onto all the trees. And that is just my moment. I just take a couple of minutes to to breathe and to just um, just trying to stop all the yeah, that's going on in my head. I sit there, I close my eyes, I do this amazing visualization that I learned from Tara Moore's book, Playing Big, which is where you go and visit your future self and in your mind. And you've got this visualization of, of where they live, what they look like, mm. and you've sort of set all that up already. And I can get there really quick now in my mind. And I sit there and I close my eyes and I go and visit my future self in 20 years. Mm -hmm. And um, and often I would just ask her a question like, what do I have to do? I don't know what to do. Or um, oh, wow. you know, what would your advice be to me right now? And she'll always say something to me that I need or we just kind of sometimes are there together. It sounds crazy. She'll give me a cuddle or something. Mm -hmm. And um, they're my moments of just kind of removing myself from the you know everything that's going on all the the hecticness the craziness yeah. and just getting that bit of that big picture and you know she'll usually just say to me it's good keep going <laughs> or sometimes we'll like come up with something really specific like you've lost your focus go back to that um it's a really powerful thing to do and it really you can get those those um those those thoughts from just taking those few minutes of um of breathing and getting in the habit of, um, yeah, just I love that. You know, those breathing techniques. What? It's it's really yeah. powerful. What is that? Who is that by? Playing Big is the name of the book. Tara Moore. It's M O E R, and um, she's got a lot of online programs and stuff as well. I read that book quite a long time ago, and it's about visiting your inner mentor. We mm -hmm. so often are looking. She talks about looking outside for our for our mentors, which is brilliant, and we meet some amazing people who really inspire us. But yeah. I think I agree with her. Sometimes we forget to come back inside ourselves, and it's yeah. like every time I've sort of taken that time to do it, I've, I've sort of got the answer. That's you know, crazy. if we when you take, I was like, oh yeah, okay. It might not be always the right answer, but it's an answer, and it often is kind of the right thing because. Who's going to know us better really than ourselves? It's just that we're busy, busy, busy and taking action, doing all this stuff when you're, you know, an action taker. But there's that quiet time coming back, finally listening to that inner mentor. She talks a lot about your inner critic, 
but that inner mentor is a very, very powerful exercise. Yeah. And that's how, you know, this is a value packed interview because uh, not only if I'm, I'm over here sitting and contemplating numerous things right now and, and that's, you know, and, and so I can't imagine what the listeners are thinking. Cause I'm like, man, I can't wait, you know, later on to uh, tune into some of these things and check it out. Like you got me thinking as we're doing this interview. So that's awesome. I love it. Right. Oh man. Well, for, for, for the people that, you know, for the listeners or for any, anybody that was like me, you know, about, about a year and a, a year and a half ago, I was sitting there, you know, in my cubicle, I was miserable. I, I wasn't sure. I was depressed. You know, I was, I was filled with anxiety. I, a lot, a lot happened, you know, pr- prior to the buildup of me leaving. What, what advice would you give, you know, someone like me that was in your shoes as well, you know, about whether or not this entrepreneurism is for them or not? Cause it's not easy. No, it's definitely not easy. One of the most powerful things I did was a five-year plan and I did a big reverse engineer. So I looked at what I wanted my life to look like, what I wanted to be doing, um, uh, where I wanted to be with my, my family, my health, my financial position, my work, and then just went back because I'm a really impatient person. I want to be like there. I want to be at the five years Same. now. And what that did for me was go, okay, what are the, the things that I have to do to get myself up there? And there's going, it's going to take some time and there's going to be some time at the beginning here that it's okay to have um, some other things that are supporting you. Mm-hmm. Because I think I would listen to so many business podcasts, read so many books, and I feel like I bought into this dream that there was this formula. And if I followed this formula, I could just have this online business and I could launch this six-figure business and that it would all it would all just fall into place. I wouldn't need anything else supporting yep. me. That was yep. it. That was that would be my success. And so I followed that all and I launched crickets. Followed it all again, launched crickets. Um, this was a few years ago. Oh, and- so, so you've had numerous failures. Yes. I was like, but I'm following the formula. And sh- this online business thing, it works for everyone. Um, this is my ticket. And, um, and it wasn't. And it put so much, I put so much unnecessary pressure on myself because I thought, well, I can't, be, I can't do personal training coaching anymore or health coaching because um, to be a sex- successful entrepreneur, I've got to have this online business and I don't need all this, these other income streams anymore. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, the, the stress I put on myself and I put on my family that thinking that it was a bit of a failure to still have my personal training clients, a bit of a whisper. Oh yeah, I still got personal training clients. Like what was, I don't understand what that was, that was about, but I, I bought into this dream, I think. And, um, and so what I have that was um, a massive, massive lesson to me that it is okay as an entrepreneur if I go and teach a dance class for someone else once a week. It's okay to still have my personal training clients, some there, some health coaching clients to find different things that I can do. And because it's all, you know, it's all leading me to yeah. this to this five year plan. And the other great thing about doing that plan was, okay, what do I need to get? to get up there and it started to become really obvious that I needed a book to to start doing this kind of speaking gigs I wanted to do, to start getting on other people's podcasts, um, to start to be able to get my, my own show happening. And um, so I'm like, okay, right, I've got to start writing a book. 
And so every morning at 5 a.m., I'd get up and I'd go out for a walk or jog and I'd do a voice memo of my of my book. And at the end of that year, after every single hour of of, um, of doing that voice memoing um, and typing it up at night, um, I had I had a book that then needed a whole lot of whole lot of work. But I could I could see in that reverse engineer what the small little steps that I had to take to get to the the big picture because I um, often forget about those small steps and it's led to a whole lot of, of tears and frustrations mm-hmm. and massive lessons learned. Wow. Um, so how did you get back up though? Cause I, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're led to believe that it's going to be so beautiful and pretty and <laughs> everything's going to be perfect, but it sounds like you, you firsthand, you know, fell down and you fell down good. It sounds like, how did you get back up? And keep falling down. When I launched this book, I thought it was just going to be this, That's you know, it, I right? thought you launch a book, it's going to be a bestseller. The phone's going to be ringing. These incredible things are going to happen. But it's not like that. I had such high expectations and it certainly wasn't like that for me. So there's a lot of these high, I've, I've got this pattern of high expectations and weren't met and then I come crashing on down. Um, so what I I mean, I think that's just my personality. I think I'm always probably going to have those high expectations. But what I've I've learned through those through those times, um, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, I had this great segment lined up on a morning show here in Australia, and then day before got canned. Oh, it's just a mess. I was like, God, you got to work really yeah. hard. You got to pitch hard to get those things. There's a lot of phone calls about it. Um, and so what I do now is I just think about action so after i've sort of you know gone to bed with the head under my my covers for a while i think right action just keep taking some action pitch again to someone else so for example when you know had all those you know online um you know failures at, Mm -hmm. at, at the beginning um it's like okay what can i do right now to um to connect back in with my audience to to do something um that is going to help them in some way to take the focus off the result Mm -hmm. and to put the focus back on the what am I doing how am I serving someone today how am I helping someone today make their life uh, a little bit better and so I just say to myself take action take action no matter how little some little action put out a blog post um, do a Facebook live like something that is going to fuel me in some way and help someone else Mm -hmm. in some way and just I feel like and I've learned this in exercise as well from helping a lot of people go from, you know, saying to me, I just don't have the motivation to exercise, that it's actually, it's the action precedes motivation, doesn't it? It's like you're waiting for the motivation, mm-hmm. um, but it often just doesn't come. You can just sit there and just, oh, I just feel so bad about this. Whereas when you take a bit of action, that sort of starts the motivation just, yeah. just going. And I know in myself, it's my signal to myself when I feel really unmotivated I, or down or something, I have to take some kind of action. And what it, so at the end of the day, you're lining up these little action points, right? These little things that you're doing to be aligned with the bigger picture, right? But you're doing the smaller things to not get overwhelmed by the bigger picture. Yeah, to keep just, even if it's just, um, you know, doing that one thing every single day, like the times in my life where I haven't been able to um, focus as much as I wanted to on 
on the two-minute move side mm-hmm. of my business, on this online um, and um, the speaking, the book, all the, the package that comes with two-minute moves. So when I've had to get some more personal training clients, um, you know, my, when we sort of don't have as much money coming in for my husband, I say to myself, make sure you do one thing every day that takes you towards where you're wanting the big picture of two-minute moves. So even if it's just one thing, make it a really good thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that's but that's okay. And awesome. and what happens is from those those launch failures um, that I have put my focus into really getting to know what my my audience wants, who my audience is, and because I see now when I when I launch those ones like I wasn't actually I didn't know them I wasn't really speaking to them in a way that that they speak and from doing this for a few years now um, for example when I, I launched an online one a program about six months ago it was a big hit because I, I knew what people wanted I knew how to to speak to my to my audience I needed that time to, to learn, to hear, to ask some questions and also to develop that trust of years of, um, of putting out content for them, of, of helping them in some kind of way. So it was good. Like these, these small, these mistakes and these failures, they all added up because you learned from them, right? And now you know exactly Def- what to do. And- Definitely. And I think what happened was because I was had that desperation, mm-hmm. I I feel like you can smell when someone is desperate in a way. Wow. I know my husband's an actor and he always talks about it. When you go in that room and you're on camera, the camera can see if you are desperate, if you really need this job because everything is riding on it. And I feel like my audience can probably smell that too. And when I didn't have any other um income streams. I mean, I'm still, all the things I'm doing pretty much now are still my own business, my personal training, health coaching, that type of stuff. Um, but when I don't have that, that good, that good thing that's bringing in that kind of regular money, um, when everything is riding on this, um, and for myself, then I lose sight of, of my values of why I'm doing this as Mm -hmm. well. That's a good way to put it. I didn't really think about it as much, but that's when like my business really took off. It was when I did like pretty much put everything into it. I was, you know, didn't have much left. I was going to move out of my apartment. I was about to move into my office until I uh, found another living situation. And, you know, it, it was when I was literally desperate. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it. When I was desperate is when the biggest results happened. I, that's how, you know, you're fully committed and that's how your audience and, you know, everybody you deal with. No, I love that. And, um, so when you were, when just a quick little tidbit for anyone that maybe is running a business uh, for the listeners or even someone like me, where did you, uh, how did you go about like getting, you know, on one of these, uh, TV shows, for example, like you saying, pitch, pitch, pitch. Do you mind like giving a little quick insight as to no, how not at all. having the book was massive, okay. right? Um, there is something about having a book. Um, so I got this book, I, I found a publisher, I couldn't believe it because I'm not like a, you know, this massive YouTube star, or Instagram star or anything. Um, but I managed to, I did a, you know, this pitch that I did to, I mean, it's like, like pitching to a TV show is like pitching to, to anywhere. When I pitched my publisher that I got, um, it was like a pitch of a lifetime, really looking at looking at the story is so important when you look at those 
morning shows, there's TV shows. They they want the they want the the story. Looking at rather than um, I'd love to be on your show. It's like they don't care what, whether I want to be on their show. What am I going to do for their audience? Mm-hmm. Um, how am I going to provide value for their audience? Mm-hmm. And why is this a really really good story? How is this a story that they will then you know, uh, promote on their, their Facebook page that they can um, can then take little snippets from. How can I make my story um, both both fun and, um, and impactful? Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, so the first pitches I did, I didn't even um, – how did I get contact? I did some LinkedIn um, stalking. Did you call or email or send a letter? First of all, I sent the book. Okay. And I, I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't have the, the phone number that stage, so I could have gone through the, the switch phone, bit of a scaredy cat. So <laughs> first of all, I did. No, I mean, uh, something, whatever you did worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sent the book um, and then and then emailed. And now I will just email every, I don't know, every few weeks. And out of each pitch, um, maybe one out of ten if I'm lucky. And, uh, and I, you know, I really think about those pictures, I think about, you know, what else is going on um, in the, the fitness exercise space, yeah. if there's anything that really gets picked up on, um, and then how can I come in and, and pitch that story. And also, you know, what has been a bit of a thing for me is because obviously morning shows exercise, um, it's very much like, um, you know, lose your tummy or that kind of stuff, which isn't so much my message. But I figure, you know what, if I can get in there and get my foot in and then still bring it back to my message, which I which I always do, which is, um, you know, very much like you when you move, you feel really good. Um, then then that's a great thing. So it's just pitch, 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 just keep being, I mean, email, 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 email so you- and then just have a really good subject line. Email has been the best. And then in your email, do you include like a, like a PDF? Like do you write it out or do you do like videos? I will do very, very um, succinct uh, because, you know, they're getting so many pictures a day. Can you imagine? So right. um, so my email headline will, will be something like um, uh, core on the – like when my core on the couch – workout um went off on daily mail so i'd say something like like um my day my core on the catch workout um goes crazy on daily mail segment idea and then um yeah just like a really brief paragraph pitch um i might do a bit of a link to the video but not very much at all and um the other thing that um i find that those shows quite like is a bit of a point form they often will do a bit of a point form so they've got things to put up on the on the screen. Mm-hmm. So if you can do a bit of a, um, you know, five benefits to um, working your core on the couch, um, it does this for your heart, it prevents back pain. If they can sort of see, if you can almost write the segment for them, I found that's been successful. Right. That's great. That's great. And um, that's very, that's very good insight. I appreciate you sharing that for, uh, I mean, for the listeners and for me, you know, like I'm, I'm over here always pitching things and, you know, any other ideas and, uh, but yeah, so now, now that uh, on to uh, on to our listeners' favorite favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're dun, all dun, taken. Dun. All right, the build up is here. <laughs> that was it. That was, it. That was it. I wish that, that we it. were doing this last night. There was a crazy lightning storm going really? on around us. I was like, this is when I need to be talking to you. Uh, would, would we have heard it? 
Oh yeah. 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 Ah, yeah. Okay. You would have been shivering. Mm. That would have been awesome. That would be cool. No, that would have been. Uh, I think that would have been a boss to boss first. Well, and everybody else tuning in, uh, remember it's at Two Minute Moves to uh, to check out Lizzie and uh, check out her videos. Two spelled T W O. And now, without further ado, you're gonna have five seconds to initiate an answer for every single question. It's gonna be real quick. I'm just gonna throw out a few few questions. Just spit them out without thinking too much about it. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, my producer is lurking in the lurking lurking in the back somewhere, and we don't want to we don't want to have to uh, have him come in here and you know be give me give me the talk. <laughs> uh, look, I play trivia with my two daughters, and I'm used to you got to be fast. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Without further ado, who is or has been your greatest mentor? Definitely my dad. He was a big picture man. He died about seven years ago. But what he taught me was to have the the big vision. We used to mm-hmm. have family goal setting meetings. Really? And we'd sit there and yeah, work out our goals and how you know and our big vision. And he was very much about get your vision. And he ended up retiring when he was fifty from his own business and um, because he had this vision he had this plan of how he was going to do it and so when he died at 62 he felt like that he had still really lived a, a life outside of his his work that's amazing mm-hmm. uh, who which book is your favorite book daring greatly Brené Brown for sure when I read what she talked about the vulnerability hangover I could never work out when after I spoke um did speaking gigs and things why I just would feel so horrible and she explained like when you're vulnerable you're gonna feel pretty um horrible afterwards but yet when you do it it is one of the most powerful things that you can do to help other people because it takes away not only your shame but other people's shame when you're vulnerable She's amazing. I read one of her books myself, uh, Brene Brown. If you were stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? My sneakers. Because if I can go for a run or a walk, that's where I work out everything. That's where all my good ideas come to me. So there is no doubt with my sneakers on, I will be able to work out how to get myself off that island. That is a boss to boss exclusive. No one has ever given that answer. That's that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. How do you feel about entrepreneurism? Is it a fad? It's interesting. I'm reading a book at the moment, The Widow Clicquot, which is the um, the lady who invent who started Verve Clicquot, the champagne. Eighteen mm-hmm. hundreds. She was the first female businesswoman, and she started in the eighteen hundreds. And I think that is the proof that it's it's not a fad. It's um it's it's just it's just going from from strength to strength and not only for men but for women as as well and um and yeah so i love the fact that she against all odds was able to create her own business and we now don't have nearly that amount of odds my daughters have uh, just started about um 6 months ago a scrunchie business because scrunchies are back you might uh. not have heard that but uh, <laughs> And uh, so there's no barriers now. And they're just getting orders from Etsy. It's going out of control, this scrunchies of love business. And so they, at 10 and 12, have Mm -hmm. become entrepreneurs. Like the sky is the limit. I love that. I love that. It's a good way to look at it. If you had unlimited amounts of money right now and you had to start a business with it, but it can't be your own, what would it be? Well, I feel like for the past four and a half years, 
I have been very, very focused on my own stuff of, um, you know, of building this business, of fueling myself, of finding my passion and my purpose. And if all this money came my way, I would definitely make it a work out a way to make more of a social business and so that I could actually have a bigger impact on people that, that need it even more than the people that I am serving, to look at how I can um, open my doors up to my business for people who um, are, are needing more work or are needing help. I'm not sure what, what it is, but I feel like that, um, that money certainly opens up the doors to be able to help more people in a more social Sense. So more like a not-for-profit, I'm, I'm assuming, kind of way, right? A little bit? Well, when I get our toilet paper delivered, that who gives a crap? Do you, do you get that there? It's called who gives a crap. So it's a social yeah. business. Like, um, Oh, really? Like, That's a, it's called you, who gives a crap? Um, like, yeah, it's called who gives a crap. <laughs> so you've got this toilet paper, uh-huh. and um, it's everywhere in Australia now. Uh-huh. I'm sure it will go global. So um, it would be like half of the, um, the profits goes towards um, creating, um, you know, toilets and things around in third world countries. It's like Tom's, whenever I slide on my Tom's shoes, I'm just like, yes, or my Tom's sunglasses. I'm like, this business is not a non-for-profit business. They're making a profit, and yet from their profit, they're able to to help people. So for me, yep. it's something, and look, I'm saying that if money comes my way, I can do this. I could be doing this this right now, and I, I feel it's, I'm, I'm quite passionate about it, um, something um to do with that I love that how do you drink your coffee I don't drink coffee ah <laughs> dang it you know what I struck out it's, you... it's not a health question I've tried to like it um but I just don't like it so do you consume caffeine at all no no not at all tea well tea I have peppermint tea peppermint tea I grab some mint I grab mint from my garden Okay. And just pour hot water. I've got some sitting right here and just pour it over my hot water and it's amazing. Okay, okay. And then what is the one item that you consume every day? It could be something you eat, you drink, or you like wear it on you, but you need it. It makes you you. Well, it is my green smoothie. <laughs> that sounds really pathetic. No. Um, but I do like my, my morning green smoothie. What do you like, put in it? It's it's kale, man. I just love that kale. It, is. <laughs> it can't be just. It can't be straight kale. What else is in there? Come on, come on. You got to corrupt the taste somehow. Kale. You know, I, the reason I love doing my my um my I do my green smoothie in the morning. Uh, kale, banana, maybe some raspberry, some mango, like whatever is around. Some coconut water. Sometimes I'll even whack in a bit of peanut butter or a date or something. And I put on that blender and that is the moment and my girls always have a laugh at me because I put it on and that's when I'll be doing my stretches, my heel raises, my squats at my kitchen bench. That's just my moment where I start my day that. and I, 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 I do my two-minute moves. I don't know if you do, but you should record that. Like do like a Instagram or Facebook Live of you making oh, your shakes while doing the stretches. I, I, I oh, see- yeah. You just go on my Instagram. You'll see that all over the place. Like you'll see me there at my clothesline just out here. I'm doing my squats as I'm as I'm hanging up the the, the washing or yeah I saw uh, that I saw that I didn't yeah. see any, I didn't do you have one with you making the shake yeah yeah oh you got one okay I missed that yeah yeah that'll, that'll be on there I'm sure okay, I've been doing okay. that then I, got, I gotta check that one out because you just uh, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> that's that's good like I, that sounds very entertaining and uh, yes and yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love I how you Australians up. talk just 
I'm going to take the peanut butter and just whack it in there. Just <laughs> whacking the peanut butter in my shake. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. And what is your favorite movie? A chorus line. Have you seen it? It's old. No. And a it's chorus like line? Old, a chorus line. Um, you might not love it. I was a professional a dancer. Line. And so it's all about the audition process. It's an 80s film. Michael Douglas is so young and he is the, the guy who's working out who gets to be on the chorus. And massive Broadway um, hit as well. It's a musical as well. It's a really inspiring film and just shows like the discipline that you need um, and how much adversity you have to overcome as a, as a dancer. All right. Well. We made it. You're still there. Oh. My, my producer never came out. Boom. It was, uh, it was a lot of insight in those questions, but uh, it was good. It was good. We had to dig in and, and, and find, out, find out the meaning behind somebody's answer. So it was good. Uh, very, very uh, entertaining. <laughs> oh, it's well, been so good. I've been sitting opposite you feeling like I'm sitting with a, with a DJ. You've got that DJ look. I feel like <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up. It's, it. no, it's hilarious that you bring that up. I uh, I used to be a DJ throughout all of college. I used to um, produce music and stuff like that. And once in a while, like if I get asked, just if I have time, I'll like do a gig here and there. And I just I did one last night actually. So uh, I I pulled these out of my bag. I was actually looking for them, and I was like, "Where are they?" And I forgot I had them in my bag because usually they're by my computer. So it's so funny that you bring that up. <laughs> oh yeah, you totally got that vibe. I love it. <laughs> Well, Lizzie Williamson, it's uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Everybody at Two Minute Moves, uh, Two Minute Moves dot com. You can check it Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. You just start searching, you know, and and it'll, she'll pop up right away. And you can't you can't miss the Two Minute Moves. Uh, the mic is yours. Any closing thoughts? You know, any any promotion or anything you're doing right now? Uh, the mic is yours. I would just really encourage you listening to this to find little ways in your day that you can get your body moving. There's a wonderful TED Talk by Wendy Suzuki, and she talks about how exercise is the most transformative thing that you, you can do for your brain. So if you are sitting there as an entrepreneur, powering out with your work, thinking you have no time to exercise, exercise is the thing that is going to not only give you more time, but give you a whole lot better quality of time. Um, I'm totally here to show you heaps of little ways that you can easily get that exercise into your day. So I would love to connect with you um, like Instagram, Facebook, and my website there. That's amazing. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that. I know the listeners will find that very insightful and, and uh, that, yeah, you just give, you give such a different perspective on entrepreneurism from the exercise uh, perspective, right? Point of view. I love it. Uh, well, it's been such a pleasure having you on, you know, from across the world, across, yeah, across the earth, uh, you know, we were able to make this happen. Thanks so much for taking the time. And I look forward to catching up with you later on and seeing, you know, where you're at and you're at your five-year plan or your 20-year plan at that point. <laughs> yeah. And vice versa. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>